I'm very excited to be here. I am too. It's December. Oh my goodness. We're almost at the end of the year. Yeah, it's going too fast. 12 months goes by like a bling year. Like, like a calendar year. There you go. <laughs> Early December. So, Lauda, who are you? Well, I am our resident food anthropologist and chef at the Chamber of Commerce in Queens who likes resources and restaurants. All the good and stuff. And I'm here with Jeff. Jeff with one F. That's right. <laughs> Manager of uh, committees at Queen's Chamber of Commerce, in-house editor for our magazine, and co-host of this amazing podcast, Queen's Best. The podcast. Yes. Shout out to our global audience. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Keep for listening. Listen. Oh, yes. We love it. We love it. We love it. Share it with your friends. Please, please, please. Thank you so much. So last episode, we talked about several things. We talked about Queen's Chamber giving thanks to our members and our community partners. We talked about casseroles and potlucks <laughs> and Thanksgiving stories. It's almost like lions and tigers and bears. And we talked about the origins of Thanksgiving. We shared some really cool places where you could get your Thanksgiving meal if you were not cooking. And hopefully you had a wonderful Thanksgiving holiday. And then we ate at a wonderful, wonderful restaurant. So for this episode, oh my gosh, we've... We've arrived. We've arrived. (laughs) We, We really have arrived. Queen's Chamber is honoring business persons of the year. We're going to talk about some personal stories but we've come full circle because we have another special guest that's right and that is are we ready shall we tell who that person is (laughs) oh gosh okay is it time we'll tell we we toyed around and talked about this establishment in an earlier episode like episode two Yes. So this is why we're coming full circle. So we are visiting with Loisant Gordon, owner and proprietor of Nears Tavern, that place that I said was gangster That's right. back in the day. Oh, my gosh. But we are here in this environment, and it is incredible. It's mind-blowing, all of the history that's captured in here. And what's it been in business for 193 Since years? 1829. Insane. You can feel it. Amazing. I think it's haunted. <laughs> we might see ghosts before we leave this place. Where can they find us? Jeff, they can tune in anytime to listen wherever they get their podcasts. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music Audible, iHeartRadio, Podbean app. Player FM, Samsung, and TuneIn Alexa. Nice. We are everywhere. So Queen's Chamber of Commerce, just to give you a little what's going on at the chamber. In early December every year, we reflect on 
those individuals in the community who have gone above and beyond and really done great things. Right. And that's known as our Business Persons of the Year. And we are hosting that yet again this year at Terrence Terrace on the park. So there are a number of individuals that we're recognizing. We're recognizing individuals who are a part of the JFK redevelopment program. Mm. And JFK is one of two iconic airports in Queens, New York. Providing tons of opportunities for people. Yes, yes. We are also honoring the owner and managing director of Cinemagic. Yes. And there was a movie that was filmed at Cinemagic that was also filmed at Nears. Wow. Tower Heist. Wow. That's cool. Good connection. We're honoring Don Banks, CEO. We're honoring a doctor from Dr. Edwin Simpson from St. Mary's Children's Health Systems. And we're also honoring an energy company who is poised to do amazing things in the Queens area. It's Hydro Quebec. Wow. Who has great and wonderful things planned for the Queens area that is generational, that will take us into. And it's across all industries. It is. But one of the persons that we're honoring is Loisant Gordon, who is owner and proprietor of Nearest Tavern. So we had to come back. Well, we had to come. I'd say come back. That's right. Had to come to Nearest Tavern so we could actually be in this space. That's right. And to let him be a part of us telling the story of this amazing place. Yes. So let's jump into it. So, Jeff, we find ourselves in a tavern. Do you know a lot about the history of taverns? I do not, although I have visited a number of taverns in my day. Taverns are attached to debaucherous things. Really? Yeah, sometimes, like rum running and stuff. Which is like the history of Nears. No, we might be giving a little bit of away, but they're also really known as the community centers of, you know, different areas. So people always gathered to drink and gathered to make decisions and gathered outside of their homes to to get out and have spirits. And this, I don't think, is any different i think nears tavern is also like a community center yeah i mean but you think about like back when taverns and in the early days before there were all the other venues or places where people could gather it was the tavern it was it was and it had different names and different um sort of designs all over Europe and Asia, but the heart of it was the same thing. It was that gathering place, and it was very multi-leveled and multi-layered, so lots of fun stuff could go on. More commu- It was more <laughs> community than people actually think, I believe. Yeah, and you have actually eaten a darn good burger at this one. I did. It was the Goodfellas burger oh, that was... iconic. Iconic and amazing, but there are lots of iconic best of menu items have in your travels across the world and United States and areas is there an item or food item that 
you've eaten from like the best of the menu? Because like every restaurant has like this is the best item on the menu yeah. or chef's choice. Is there one that comes to mind that uh, really takes me back to that taste atlas that we shared yes. with all of the listeners because you can find the national dish of every single place or the regional dish of the United States on that. I think hamburgers are one because you can really get that classic burger. Um, on a recent trip I took, we had the classic green chili cheeseburger at the Owl Barn Cafe, mm. which is also an over 100-year-old establishment where people always met, and it always started out as a bar, but there usually is a classic burger on a menu in those kinds of places. So we're burgers and fries, like the greasy spoons, as some may have been called. I mean, there were taverns, establishments, but greasy spoon. Was that an easier meal to prepare versus the more involved dishes definitely and you could get it in more bulk like product so it could be more cost effective too but also who doesn't love a burger and there are some great burgers out there yeah you mentioned one to me earlier there was well when i went <laughs> <laughs> there, we do have that place in queens <laughs> we do have that we do have that place in queens which is escaping me at the moment. <laughs> White Castle. <laughs> so my, my, my memories of White Castle early in my early 20s had never been there before. Now, White Castle was iconic for the little slider burgers. Yeah. So I went with friends. It was after we had been hanging out and partying. So they're all ordering like five and six and seven sliders. I'm like, I'll have two. But needless to say... There was laughter that erupted <laughs> because who orders two sliders at you White Castle? I wasn't this, experienced. Yeah, that's right. So I jumped all in and had like five or six. But I mean, it's <laughs> there are items on menus across the nation and yep. across Queens that are like their signature, and a lot right. of people will come to those restaurants for. Well, look at the recent Momo crawl. It was almost a disaster. So many people showed up, but people just came from all over the world to Jackson Heights to try the momos because they're so well-made and there are so many Tibetan and Himalayan places that make them there. Is it something that, I don't think, and you're a chef, so you can talk, you can speak to this, is it when you're preparing your menu, is it this is going to be the item that will be our signature item or is that something that falls into as the customers come in and stream through and they've had an opportunity to sample everything, something bubbles up and becomes? I think that that's a really good question, and I think it is completely dependent upon um, sort of where you came from, what your background is, what your ethnicity is, how you cook, because take some of our favorite people, like Irma from Rico's Pupusas. Mm -hmm. When in, in El Salvador, the thing to eat is the pupusa. So when she came here and started making food out just at a stall or a table right out in front of the church, she would make that one central ingredient and or that one central meal, and then everything else sort of can grow around it. But I would say in an American restaurant, you're probably gearing it toward, you know, what do you think your customers will like or what is your brand? Right. And a lot of it, well, not a lot of it, but in a tavern or establishment such as this, yes. it would be a, it, right, it's because it's, Bar food is what people call it. Right. So if you're having drinks, 
what pairs best with? From a marketing or from the internal restaurant perspective, you want it to be as salty as possible so you can sell more drinks. <laughs> That's so okay. salty French fries are perfect. That's a good strategy. <laughs> uh, hot wings. Yes. Chicken fingers. Easy things. Yes. Easy finger food because if you you can't get too involved because you're thinking you're thinking you got to have a hand for the drink. <laughs> That's right. And then you've got a hand that you can just like throw stuff in and. Yeah. Plus, people want their stuff quickly, so things that are you know faster, easier to make. When you were in your chefing days. Was there that one dish that, like, bubbled up to the top, and you're like, this is a signature dish? Um, well, I really, I focused a lot on nose-to-tail butchery, so there was so much of using all of the parts of the animal to make the pâtés and those kinds of appetizers and central dishes, but um, I made a lot of handmade pasta. I studied pasta in Italy, and I would do beautiful shapes and... Different kinds of different kinds of pastas that were really good because I have a great recipe for it. And that became like the dish, if you will. Kind of. I mean, I even had um, a place on Capitol Hill in Seattle where we focused completely on handmade raviolis, and they were just filled with different rotational fillings, and it was a big hit. Really? <laughs> yeah. Wow, I I can't. I'm trying to think when I've gone to a restaurant, I I don't typically ask for like. Well, let me backpedal. When you go to a fine dining restaurant, the server will come to the table and share, these are the, what is it, the specials yeah. of the day, yeah. if you will. I typically don't go in that direction. Why? I don't know. I'm not, I'm, as you've learned, and as our listeners have learned, I have not been as adventurous that's, when it comes to food. Yeah, that's going to be your next task, is only ordering the special. That's a good idea because I'd never thought about just ordering the special off the... Yeah, because if it's a fine dining place, it's usually some item, some ingredient that they got, you know, special. So something that is um, in season particularly or maybe like a special cut of meat, I think it's worth it. Okay, so that's going to be my next challenge is to order the special of the day. Speaking of specials... I think we should uh, invite our guest our to special join guest. us. Yeah, I'm ready. So we're going to take a little pause and return with our special guest who will join us at the table as we stick a fork in it. That's right. Sounds like a plan. because <laughs> it was this spicy right. and we had to do this so here we are with Loisant Gordon owner proprietor 
of Nears Tavern. Mm-hmm. Welcome, Loison. Welcome. Can, can we say historic Nears Tavern? I've got a pet peeve. Most people don't realize how important Nears Tavern is to America and even Queens, of course. It's historic. It's not just Nears Tavern. Yeah. Historic. And, and we're going to get into that. I'm going to reveal some juicy stuff oh my because gosh. I really don't know how to be funny like Jeff. We want juice. <laughs> And I don't know how to be the boss, like the creative director, Rona over there. So I'm going to try to just be me, and, uh, and that's it. We want, and I'm not a food anthropologist. We want the we I want get to the throw juice. that in there. <laughs> we want the juice. So we've come okay. full circle. We're saying we're full circle because we talked about Historic Nearest Tavern on our second episode. That's right. Unfortunately, we didn't have the opportunity to come over and experience it, sticking a fork in it. So... Here we are. You're one of Queen's Chambers Business Persons of the Year 2022. Woo. Yay. <laughs> I am? Oh, my gosh. Yay. <laughs> so we thought Thank you. it would be fitting for us to come and actually spend time with you in your historic establishment and tell us all about it. You know, it's funny that you say that and uh, it's fitting for you for you to come here and spend time because oftentimes um, many people I've, I've known now uh, ha- just have heard about Nears but have never been here. And that's why it's called the most famous bar you've never heard of. But now it's like the most famous bar you've never been to because <laughs> I go to some, like some of my guests and my supporters will wear Nears Tavern hat or something and they say, every time I wear it, someone approaches me like, oh, I heard about that place. I need to go there. And I'm like, if I had a nickel for every time that someone yes. say that, I would be able to buy the building and we'll definitely get to the 200th anniversary in 2029. Uh, but I digress. Um, so my name is uh, Loison Gordon. I'm the owner of Historic Nearest Tavern, uh, the most famous bar you've never heard of because it's one of the oldest in the country. In fact, it's the only restaurant in the country to have a street named after it. We're literally on Google Maps, on Waze. Wow. Yeah. And we're also in the United States Congressional Record. So this is the, if you don't know what the Congressional Record is, it's the official history books of United States of America. And they put us in that, of a place of historical significance. And so this is part of the job that I took on when it was going to close down in 2009 to figure out how to get people to realize they have a gem here and to let people know it's important. So I'm so happy that we got to the place where so many people know us. We've been on national stage several times, but at the same time, we have to figure out how do we get these seats filled every single day? And that's why I'm so happy to be here and we're getting there closer and closer, especially after the pandemic. And Jeff, full circle to your question, I'm happy you said, this is, wait, wait, your second time here in one week. Yes, exactly. So thanks for doing your part. Hey, we do what we can. We do what we can. It's amazing. Lauda, I know you're just like chomping. Like, I know you've got Well, I want to know how Loisent came to be part of this piece of Americana. Yeah, so I am not uh, a cereal restaurateur or a chef or someone that was a bartender that wanted to own their own restaurant or bar. I'm the guy that's a customer on the other side just drinking a beer and found out that there's this little historic place 
uh, that couldn't pay its rent anymore and was days from closing. And my friend at the time owned the building. And the reason why I knew him, because I was trying to get into the music business, mm-hmm. right? So I was actually trying to, uh, you know, find the next Snoop Dogg or the next uh, Shaggy or the next, you know, whatever popular <laughs> artist. Ghostface Killer. Ghostface Killer. <laughs> Shame on you. You know? And, <laughs> and, uh, and he owned this building and he had studios inside. And he kept complaining to me like, hey, man, these people can't pay the rent. You know, I don't know what I'm going to do. And after so many times, I'm like, come on, man. I just want to produce the next Ghostface Killer, man. You know, like, and, and finally, I, was, I came in here, have a couple of drinks, and, and just kind of felt something special. I felt like there was this underdog that's not going to have a comeback story. Mm-hmm. You, you ever feel that way, that you see something going down, or you may be in a bad situation yourself? And you're like, I'm not going to get out of this. Right. So that was the story of Nears Tavern. I felt it. And I was like, is someone going to do something? I mean, this place has been around for a long time, right? Someone's right. going to, come on. Yeah. How many millions of people have been through this right. thing? 193 someone- years of history, movies, iconic movies yes. filmed here. Exactly. So it only makes sense that, ah, I just found out about this. People's been here forever. Someone's going to do. And you know what? It went from two months uh, you know, uh, to and then a month, he said, "Yeah, someone's gonna you know take it over and, and make it a bodega." Then it was like two weeks. Yeah, they're gonna make it a bodega. Then it was like a week, and I'm like, "Someone." And then three days before, he's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna sign the lease, and uh, they're gonna come right in." I was like, "All right, someone's gonna do something." All right, I'm gonna have to do that something. That someone is you. That someone was me, and uh, I said, "I need to. I need to put actions to the word of like." How do we support smoke businesses, shop locals, like all of this catchphrases? Right. Yeah. How do you support the heart of a community? This is literally the heart of a community. Right. How do you? So the only way that I could have was not just buying more burgers and beer and drinking myself, my <laughs> face in the, in the ground. was like, right. well, I'll take it over and I'll give it a shot. And so I made an offer, being a good for the place, made an offer that the owner couldn't refuse. The owner of the building couldn't refuse. And basically we created a company and he was going to be a part owner of this company that owned the restaurant and I was going to pay him back all his rent that was passed due to six months to at a business that on a Saturday night $200 was a, a big deal so I'm like well I don't know how to do that I never own a restaurant even the best restaurants fail uh, it got the high failure rate is so crazy and somehow we were able to create a miracle and 13 years later um, we're here and we're doing a podcast with Jeff and Laura. Wow, it's incredible. Amazing. So did you also inherit community members? Did you inherit bar comers that had been coming for a long time when you took over? So like I said, you know, on a Saturday night, $200 was a, a highlight of the, uh, of the bar. So there wasn't many left. What had happened is the neighborhood had changed so rapidly. And the people that was regulars, eventually, you know, you can't leave the house anymore. And uh, you can't eat certain things. You can't drink anymore. Or you move to Florida and all these different things. Life happens. And when there's nobody to replace that, yeah. because people don't know about it, then you lose a, a base of customers and you need money to survive. And so that's how it eventually kind of just disappeared. So my job was to figure out how do we reconnect and reflect the community we serve. And what do you have for that? What tips and tricks did you use? I did read something about this being a great place to come for your very first drink. <laughs> yeah, we've had several of those. I mean, the big idea that I've, looking back, I wondered, like, how did we get Nears Tavern to where it is now, right? It had everything else uh, that, that it had now. 
you know, Goodfellas movie was filmed here, right. you know, uh, all of these things. But why was it still struggling? What was the key ingredient? And I look back and I said, wow, we got to a really great places with just the first restaurant, have a street named after it and all of these things. And I looked at it and I was like, you know what? We were able to empower not just customers, but allowing them to feel like they're part of the community of Nears Tavern, the ambassadors of a great place. And I've seen people do some incredible things because I told the story of why this is important. So the first step that I said is three pillars that I start to really think about how Nears Tavern has become successful. Three steps, okay? We have to tell our compelling story. It's a compelling story of Nears Tavern wasn't being told. Like literally, it wasn't being told. And, and people was like, almost oh, it's another place. It's another erased. restaurant. Right. Yeah. Nobody knows. So my job was to tell not just the restaurant story, but the customer story and also my story, how I got involved, as I told you. The other thing was like, really, we need to gather people together and really come together and do something really powerful. And so we did one of the street fairs we did. We celebrated 190 years and 17 customers come together and we created this big block party that celebrated 190 years. We had 500 people out there. It was on TV and we generated a lot of funds that the restaurant didn't have to pay for because the customers contributed their time, their money, their energy, and they had the best experience ever that money cannot buy. Nice. Yeah. And the last part is that I've always encouraged people to volunteer to do something great. And I've seen it with the restaurant. So I've had people that are coming here that are doing uh, you know, maybe their own version of their own community night. So I have Ina, for example, who's doing, uh, you know, history night. And she's just leading a community of other friends and customers to come together. And for her doing that is contributing towards the sustainability of Nearest Tavern. Right. It's not about just coming every day, drinking, you know, beer and, and eating burgers. It's like, that's right. unsustainable. It's like, what else can I do? A creative use of space. Yeah. And I, I allowed people to have those contribution experiences. What would you like to do and to support Nearest Tavern? You know, and, and I've seen that done. Those are the three different things that I focus on and I try to empower customers to do. Tell us what you did. You did something unique during COVID because, I mean, you closed for a little bit and then you opened back up. But you did something virtually that I don't think any bar in the world has ever done. Yeah. You know, a lot of people talk about this. this it's almost like this esoteric kind of nebulous word of community. And oftentimes I think it's just romanticized and really doesn't understand that the tangible values that it has for humankind, and also in this case, uh, one of the oldest places in America. And so when the pandemic shut down, uh, shut us down, we literally closed, right? I closed not because I couldn't do takeout and stuff. I closed because I didn't understand the real dangers of COVID-19. At that height of the pandemic, nobody knew. Right. So when I started seeing people taking selfies and stuff, and they're wearing the mask, they're wearing gloves, they're wearing garbage bags, and tagging us and saying, hey, we're supporting Nears Tavern, it was almost like, uh, I don't know. I don't want you to get sick and yeah. die, and I don't know we if don't I can keep you safe. I don't know if I can keep you safe. So I ended up closing the restaurant for that fact, right? And, of course, the employees, right? I can't keep them safe. I don't know. Right. And when I did that... I decide how else can I contribute to these customers that are, I feel, are friends. And so I created a space. We call it Nearest Tavern Bar Talks. Oh. And basically every week, every Wednesday at 6 o'clock, 
we'd gathered on Zoom, because everybody's doing Zoom, and we met for 40 weeks straight, just hanging out. There were months where the bar was closed, so there was no money really to be generated. It was just creating a space for people to connect, see each other, and they would bring their own little drinks online and hang out and tell yeah. stories. And then I saw one day, I was telling Jeff, <laughs> I'm on a call, we're just doing our thing, having a good time, telling stories, and all of a sudden I saw, you know when you have the Zoom and you see the name pop up, no face or nothing, right? Just a name. I saw NBC. I'm like, NBC? Oh, that's going to be something like <laughs> Natasha... Bringing Worth Cunningham or something. No, no, it was NBC News Station. <laughs> I'm like, I guess somehow they, they crashed found out. the meeting. Yeah, yeah. And, I think, and next thing you know, the media started reporting on what we're doing, and it was just interesting that we did this. And oftentimes, most people don't realize I probably sent one press release in 13 years, but yet there's been millions and millions of of, of impact, like uh, you know, people impacted by us through the media. And it was just basically feeling empowered to let the media know that this place is important. I've never really had to send a press release to say, hey, cover me. It was just people just showing up on Zoom meetings or we got to cover NEARS or someone reaching out. And Which so, and, and, that's, and that's what we did. And, and we created, even people did fundraisers for us and all those things. It was just amazing that I created that space and then they used it to help the restaurant without me saying, hey, help me. Has the original family of Nears ever returned back to this historic establishment? Yeah, I, they, 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 they come back in different amounts ever so often uh, recently, and they're really beside themselves. They, they just they feel so honored. And I definitely could have named it near, uh, Loy, Loy's Tavern. <laughs> Right. That street out there could have been Lloyd's Tavern Way. <laughs> but when I came here, uh, it was named something else, and I brought it back to the family that had it the longest, and that was the Near family. So I named, renamed it uh, Near's Tavern Way. They had it from 1898 to 1967, and I said, we need to honor those people. It's not about me anymore. It's about right. we. Right. And so that's why I put their name on the business and not mine because it's truly not about me right and that's why when you say businessman of the year I, I feel a little awkward because i'm just doing what i feel is naturally right and what i feel is is in alignment with my values and somehow sometimes people name you things and i really feel honored as well because coming from the queen's chamber of commerce naming you something so significant it's I think it's a big deal. It, you know, maybe we did something together as a community, you know? Yeah. It's a big deal to be the caretaker of something that has a soul and a story of its own. And instead of changing it, allowing it to just blossom and be itself and continue. Yeah. It's, it, is, uh, it is a huge uh, uh, thing to do in, in the state where you have to kind of like sell burgers cheaper and cheaper and cheaper just to quote unquote get customers. You know, and I don't believe in just get in customers because it's like it's almost like you're trying to trick them to come here. I shouldn't have to trick you to be here. You have to make a decision of what's important to you. Right. Where else are you gonna go walk into a hundred and ninety-three year old place, place that's almost two hundred years old, still serving burgers and beer? You can't I can't give you a discount to come here for that. Correct. Coupons don't create community. Correct. Okay? Speaking of speaking of coming here. When I was here in the restaurant earlier this week, there was a gentleman, and tell the story of the gentleman that was here 
who sat by the he was at the bar sitting oh. by the window. <laughs> this individual is not around the corner. Yeah, I, it, this happens. This, these weird things happen, and I'm gonna give you this crazy thing. This and it's a struggle. I struggle with this understanding this, and. You know, you were here the other day. Kudos, twice in a week. Oh, my God. <laughs> Jeff, I'm going to hug you, my friend. Um, or maybe kiss you or something. I don't know. <laughs> Close the curtains. <laughs> and I'm sitting, I was there and waiting for you, and I was talking to the guy, and he was like, yeah, man, I love coming here. And I was like, oh, what's your name? Blah, blah, blah. He's like, yeah, I'm whatever, John it is, John. And uh, I was like, where do you live? You know, I, you know, you live, like, around the corner or something? He's like, no, no, no. I live in Manhattan. I was like, where? Manhattan? Like, right? Yeah, yeah. I come here every few months. I travel from Manhattan on the train. I come here to have a, a Guinness and a couple Guinness, and then I go back. So wait a minute. You come here to Nearest Tavern from Manhattan. You, pa you pass hundreds and probably thousands of bars just to be here. But yet, I'm still trying to figure out why the guy across the street is not a regular here yet. <laughs> so uh, people will do that because they feel that, uh, and they understand what I understand that there is something important here. And when Nears Tavern was faced with a triple rent hike and say, hey, you got to pay triple yeah. rent uh, and back in January 2020, we had thousands of people descended on Nears Tavern. And I start to look, and I look at this guy, John, that travels to Manhattan. I said, if I had 10% of those people that become a regular in return, I'm going to tell you something. Nears Tavern will definitely reach its 200th anniversary in 2029. Yeah. But those are the empowered contributions of people that I look up to because I was one of those customers. I was a customer that did everything I'm telling you that I'm doing. I volunteered and donated my time. I did so much crazy stuff that eventually just owned the place. It's a little crazy, but that was my way of trying to give back and to save something that's important to the community. I smell and see food. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. It is. Oh, my goodness. So what's in front of us, uh, Loisa? Oh, so we have uh, three different items here. Uh, again, Nearest Tavern, really, we have, if you look around in Queens, Queens is all about the diverse food uh, landscape. Um, but in the age and, and, and the diversity of Queens, of the, uh, the ramen and uh, all these different type of food, um, I like to say Nears Tavern still uh, wants to bring it back to the traditional. So we have the uh, Goodfellow Burger uh, that's here. Uh, and we also have the grilled, uh, actually this is not the grilled, this is the uh, crispy fried chicken sandwich uh, on a, I think we have our little special sauce uh, draped all over it there. Don't get your elbows uh, Wow. stuck there. It'll run the right sleeves. down your elbow. Wow, I know, right? <laughs> Perfect with a t-shirt And of course, on we have a, just a classic mozzarella sticks. Yes, mozzarella sticks. The tried and true classic stuff. Are these the, if you, would you say these are like your signature bestseller? Yeah, so the, the burgers definitely is number one. Um, I should have probably got you some wings. <laughs> oh, yeah. But um, I wanted to, because people keep telling me so much about the uh, crispy fried chicken. Mm -hmm. uh, that I definitely wanted you to uh, taste that. Uh, really but the delicious. burgers. Oh, look at that. <laughs> look at that. Crispy fried chicken. Yeah. 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 I can eat chicken anytime. It's incredible. And the sauce is amazing. Very good. So, 
Loison, what is your favorite? I mean, you're like owner, pri- proprietor of this historic tavern. What is your favorite? Well, as I try to chew, and I go against everything my parents ever taught me, <laughs> eating. <laughs> um, listen, I, I, I can't get enough for the good fuller burger. I just, I can't get enough. It's just what America is all about. You know, it's one of the, the, the one defining thing of, of America and what brings us all together. The classic burger. Listen, we love all the diverse foods, but at the end of the day, we're Americans. We're all Americans, so we need to rally around something that uh, really brings us together. And I think the classic American burger does that. And that's why I could have made it a cafe, I could have did all these different things, or a Jamaican spot, because since I'm Jamaican... Uh, but I wanted to say it's not just about me and being a Jamaican place or whatever. It's about the classic all-American burger. And so that's the heart and soul in terms of food of Historic Nearest Tavern. How did it get its name Goodfellows Burger? Oh. <laughs> well, what did I tell you, Jeff? Bring it back. <laughs> You're going to get us pinched. You're buying all this stuff. Bring it back. I don't know if you, <laughs> I don't know if you ever heard that movie uh, line, but that is uh, the Goodfellas movie. The Goodfellas movie was filmed here. Uh, 14% of the movie was filmed right here. So many scenes was filmed. So this is one of the last remaining places in the exact same condition uh, that the Goodfellas movie was filmed at. A lot of places closed down. There's like one or two other places that might still be around. But with the amount of scenes that was filmed here, this is by far the Goodfella place when it comes to classic gangster movie. And, of course, you had to name a burger after. And that's why we brought it right back home. All right, let's give it its own signature burger. Come in full circle. That's right. That's what it's about. You know? Delicious. I know, I haven't talked in a while because I'm just eating it all. It's, act- it's really, really good. Very good. Mm-hmm. There's a napkin. I'm going to give you a napkin. I have a napkin. And I'm going to give you, you have one? I have a napkin. I'm yes. going to need, I'm going to give you a napkin for uh, your elbows too because like, there's juice dripping down. I'm just joking. <laughs> this is so delicious. So tell everyone listening where you're located and where you are on social media and how they can follow you and find you and visit this historic establishment. Well, if you want to get a kick out of it, you can just type in Nears Tavern Way in Google Maps and it'll take you here. Uh, but we're located in uh, 8748 78th Street, Woodhaven, Queens. And um, nearstavern.com or go to all the major social media networks. Uh, we're on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, uh, LinkedIn, uh, Nears Tavern. And you'll see us. Uh, me, myself, uh, you can go to loisin.com, find out more if you want to find out about what I'm looking to do next. Because I, I definitely feel like I accomplished what I came to do. And we're cruising on the road to 200. But I also want to figure out how else I can help more historic restaurants uh, you know, survive and thrive. If there's something I can add, I would love to do that. So you can go to uh, loisin.com and uh, join my email list. And uh, we'll communicate and tell you what the next thing that I have uh, going on. And if you're in Queens, you definitely owe it to yourself. To, well, you don't have to be in Queens. That's Duh. right. You don't have to we be have in Queens because here. now we know you should that come from anywhere. Anywhere. <laughs> yeah. You've had individuals yeah. who have traveled 
to New York right. and came specifically to Nears. Out of the country, yeah. A lot of international people, too. There was a story that you were sharing, and you showed me some video of the yeah. family who came. <laughs> the, the place wasn't open yet. Yeah. We were open what did for you the do? Day. What did you do for them? We still have the COVID hours. So, you know, we open like Monday to Friday, 2 to 11, and weekends, 12 to 11. So it's not the long hours that it used to be. So we had, I'm inside the restaurant in the morning doing some stuff. And uh, about 11 o'clock in, uh, in the morning, or about 11 or 12, someone, uh, I see someone in the camera. I'm like, oh, man, I'm going to get burglarized again because uh, I did get burglarized no. in 2017. <laughs> I was like, what's going on? And I see the suitcase. I see it. I'm like, oh, I know what it is because I've seen this a million times. Uh, they're tourists. They're international tourists uh, that came here to have a burger and beer and to be in a historic nearest tavern. So I go outside. I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. Uh, where are you guys from? And I really thought maybe they were from maybe another county or something. You know, I didn't. And I was like, oh, well, well, we're from the UK. We came here to, uh, to check out Nails Tavern. We've heard so much about it. And, and that's my uh, UK <laughs> It's thing. a really, really good accent. <laughs> and uh, I was like, oh, my God, you actually traveled? It's like, yeah, we were, we're staying in Manhattan, and we want to make sure we make Nails Tavern a stop before we go back home. And uh, I was like, oh, my God, we're closed. We, we won't be open for another two hours. But you know what? Let me just take you in. I take them in and I showed them around, gave them the tour. She was so ecstatic that, I mean, she was just like, you made my trip. Like, this was it. So I'm just, like, amazed that we have several of those. Every couple weeks, uh, you know, we'll have several of those instances. Next time, I'm like, Monday to Friday, 2 to 11. Saturday, Sunday, 12 to 11. Right. Because I felt bad that um, we have people that do that and the suitcase and travel from all the way from Manhattan and we're closed. That's why you're historic That's right. Nears Tavern. I know. I want to make it the historic Nears Tavern and Museum. It yes. has so many See? great artifacts. See? I will I'm gonna petition Q, Queen <laughs> Chamber to hook me up with someone that can give us a two million dollar grant. We buy the building and we'll make the museum next door. Speak I'm making a note that. of that. Speak that into existence. That's right. Let's do it. This has been amazing. Amazing. Of course we're gonna continue to Eat, but this has been amazing. Wonderful. Spending time with Loisant Gordon. Thank you for letting us do this here. I, you know, I could go on for two hours. There's so much, but hopefully so I was able to good. capture some of the essence of Nears Tavern for you to uh, come in here and check it out. You certainly have. So before we close out, we want to share our website, queenschamber.org, and shout out to our folks behind the scenes That's because, right. I mean, we can't do this on our own oh. so we've got brona davis who is our creative behind director. the camera creative director right. summer clevenger yes i see that we have her as the mistress of editing yes <laughs> she is she mixes all of our words and sounds together spencer so the music you hear the intro outro music is spencer those are his beats oh my gosh amazing and dane chong has done our cover art. So it's a team effort. Dig up to Dane. Love it's, Dane. Dane's yeah, amazing. It is a team effort. So yay to those folks who are supporting us from behind the scenes. Visit us on Instagram at Queen's Best the Podcast. We're also on YouTube now. You can see us. 
Queen's Best, the podcast. It's Q-N-S Best, the podcast. Thank you to our listeners. Can I just plug the French fry really quick? Because this is one of the best French fries I've had anywhere in Queens. This is not like the crappy, floppy French fries you get in most places. It's slamming. Amazing. Slamming. Good. Your parting word? Uh, Be adventuresome and eat local. Peace and love. Stick a fork in it. I believe we are done.